0: Welcome back, Burks Recap Podcast. It is time to go over the AFC and NFC Championship Games. A quick little preview of, of the Super Bowl, although next week we'll be doing more of that. Uh, this week we'll just be giving our initial thoughts on it. And, uh, of course, like I said, review the AFC and NFC Championship Games. Al joins me as always, so let's get to it. And we are back with Al. As always, it is time to go over the AFC and NFC championship games. Al, how you doing this week?
1: Great, man. Great. We have some great, really good games to talk about too.
0: Yes, absolutely. So let's start it right off. Kansas City, it. Kansas City, seventeen. Baltimore, ten. Uh, we both got this one right. We both had a much higher scoring, but we both had Kansas City. Or uh, no, we both got this one wrong.
1: Yeah, we okay. were wrong. Yep,
0: we both had Baltimore. Yeah, but um, what was your takeaways from this game?
1: Well, this was this was a fascinating game, man. This was a really good game. The Chiefs' defense is even better. Every time I I think I know how good that defense is, I don't. Um, they they played unbelievably well. The um, there were some interesting things of note. Uh, the there were some. Amazing plays, some crazy stuff, some all – like the the Lamar Jackson catching his own tipped ball play was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a great play. You know, you see that happen, and you're always like, oh, somebody should catch it and run with it. Nobody ever does, and he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got like 15 yards, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a nice solid gain out of it. He almost broke a tackle and and busted it for a real big one. So, yeah, yeah no, that, that was a neat play. Um, oh, the uh, – how about Travis Kelsey? breaking Jerry and by the way the reports of Travis Kelsey's demise were uh, perhaps premature that was one hell of a game um, yep. and in the process he breaks Jerry Rice's postseason record which I think almost everybody thought was unbreakable
0: right well, when you have this many games this many chances
1: you know yeah no it's definitely uh, it's definitely a uh, but Rice played in some of this era so you yeah. know yep. Not like he didn't get that chance too. So, yeah, anytime you break a Jerry Rice record, it's worth mentioning.
0: What was funny to me is the fact that this game started out like gangbusters. uh, Three straight scores, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And then kind of the rest of the way, not much scoring at all.
1: Yeah, it was a fascinating thing because these both of these offenses, I know that the Chiefs have slowly worked their way towards a decent offense this whole season. We're used to the explosive Chiefs of the last five years, but they've worked their way into a decent offense during the course of this season, and the Ravens were explosive all year. So I think uh, – I, I know I was expecting a little more of that, but the other factor there that maybe I didn't give enough credence to is just how good these two defenses are. So, um, I mean – it was a hell of a game. It was back and forth. It was, you know, the um, the Ravens were down for a chunk, but they had these unbelievable opportunities that just weren't working out. The whole Zay Flowers sequence. Can we talk about that for a minute? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Woo! So the end of the third, they throw a big bomb to flowers. He takes it down to what inside the 10 yard line and then gets a taunting penalty.
0: You just then they... Oh go ahead. You, you go first, please. You just can't you just can't have that. Right, you no. got to be smarter than that. I know he's a rookie, but good lord, that—I mean—that was a killer.
1: It was a—it was a dagger, man. It was so they—they they had been struggling so much for about a quarter, quarter and a half at that point to move the ball, and they finally move it, and he makes this just bonehead play in a game where fifteen yards means a lot more than some other games, right? Yep, yep. Now they um, claw their way back inside, like they mean now they get back to the, the somewhere between the ten and the fifteen. They throw him a, a pass. He makes a great move, dives for the end zone, and gets the ball knocked out at the half-yard line. Yep.
0: Yeah, oh, just, yeah. They, they, they had some bad luck, that's for sure. Um, Flowers didn't help them at all. He also had a couple drops that were pretty big. Um, yeah, Kansas City, you know, we couldn't quit the Chiefs, Chiefs all year. In the last two weeks, we went go against them, and now here we are, and they won both games, and they're in the Super Bowl again. Yeah,
1: this is what happens when you quit the Chiefs. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> they say screw you. We win anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mahomes <laughs> made some ridiculous Mahomes plays. Uh, Travis Kelsey obviously is is like you already said that he's just uh, he's still the best tight end in the league. I would think. Um, I'm a little curious, and I want to get your take on this. Do you think there's any chance that if they win the whole thing, Travis Kelsey? Rides off into the sunset and retires with
1: his brother. It's a pos- It's possible. I mean, I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible. He's a, anybody like that dude that marches to the beat of his own drummer, you know, could do anything and it wouldn't surprise me. So, right, right. you know, but, um, but boy, based on the way he's going into the Super Bowl playing, I I I just I doubt it, you know. But I, I wouldn't uh, it wouldn't uh, you know put my jaw on the floor if it did happen.
0: Exactly same for me. I don't think it's likely, but it is a thought I had. I want to get your take on it because I I do think it is possible. Again, not likely, but if it happened, I will not be shocked.
1: No, it's a great thought. It really is, and uh, it'll be fascinating to keep uh, keep our eye on that in the off season, man. With the the old Kelsey boys, see what they do. All right. Game number two. Uh, speaking of good games.
0: 34-31, <laughs> Niners over Detroit. I actually got this one right. You got this one wrong. You got, you actually got both games wrong. I didn't, I just realized that.
1: I did. I did. And I, I'll tell you, I was looking really good on this one for a while. All
0: right. For everything that we love Dan Campbell about, Yep. That's exactly what bit him in the butt this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is I my I have a note that says Dan Campbell. And, and now I'm gonna pull back on this a little bit and talk about this a little bit, but what I wrote in the moment, Dan Campbell's big balls cost Detroit the game. Yes.
0: Dan G- Campbell giveth and Dan Campbell taketh away.
1: Right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but what I will say is if is it Josh Reynolds? The receiver. Yep. Yes. Yes. If Josh Reynolds catches two passes in the last, you know, that, five minutes of that game, we're, we're not right having this there, conversation. That were right there, by the way. They were right in the numbers, right? In the yeah, hands. that first fourth down that he went for and missed, it was right in his hands. And the other one was right in his breadbasket. So, you know, that that's a shame. That's a real shame. And uh and but, you know But I, I still, I I still put it
0: more I put it more on Campbell. I did i'm too sorry well. i know i know reynolds dropped those balls but, but you i know you want to go for it that's what you've done all year or whatever you kicked that damn field goal you kicked both of those field goals and by the way you only lost by three yep you can make the case if he kicks both those field goals they win by three i mean you gotta kick that I, he he was going for i was screaming at the tv what are you doing
1: listen i'm with you man i really am the uh
0: because I was pulling for Detroit. I wanted Detroit to, to win the whole thing. I really yeah. was pulling for them. And the fact that he basically blew it, um, I, I, like you, you said last week, if there were some certain decisions that were made in these other markets, like, like New York or Philadelphia or Boston or whatever, they'd be getting killed. Even in New York, in the sports talk radio, they are killing this guy. <laughs> even though it's not even their, their team, they are killing him.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Well, ESPN basically uh, took up for him. I mean, they, uh, they had all these uh, sabermetric stats or whatever you want to call them that uh, uh, said that it was actually like a split decision and it wasn't a bad decision by Campbell. And they're like, this is what he did all year. Why would he change his MO? I don't give a crap about any of that.
0: I don't either because it's more – just because you've done it all year doesn't make it the right decision in the championship
1: game. You had a you could have kicked a field goal to go up two scores, I mean sorry, how three you, scores. Yeah, how do you scores. not kick
0: that field goal when you're up twenty? What was it, twenty four to ten?
1: Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Come on, that's now, a, that, another thing too about that is to me that's not even a debate. Like, how is that's not even that's a no brainer. That's an obvious kick,
1: obvious. Yeah, not in the age of this this, uh, what do they call it? The the metrics? It's not sabermetrics. That's baseball. What, what do they call it? Whatever. The metrics. Yeah. Analytics or whatever. Analytics. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Thank you. It was, was going to be like a splinter in my brain if I didn't get that think, word. Thank you.
0: So, <laughs> I think even with that, you still got to kick that field. You got to kick that ball. You have to.
1: Yeah, I mean, but if you'll, if you'll, listen, listen, I'm with you, but I'm taking the other side just to have a conversation. Because I, I would have kicked the field goal a hundred times out of a hundred. But if you are a metrics guy, the metrics actually said go for it by half a percent over kick the field goal in that spot, as they showed on ESPN, which so I think is insane. So basically, that means it makes it 50-50. Which yeah. makes it 50-50, right. Which
0: Half a percent, what are we talking about here? I mean, that's nothing.
1: True, but it doesn't mean there's a good case to be made that it was an equal, you know, that it's not a bad call. Right. If right, you believe right. in the metrics, which I don't. All the time.
0: Yeah, I'm back and forth. Some some I believe and some I don't. But if I was the coach of that team and they said the metrics they go for, I'd be like, yeah, that's nice. We're
1: kicking it. I'm saying. Same. Going <laughs> <laughs> three scores. Come on. Yeah. No, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And now, uh,
0: The San Francisco side of things. Yeah. Garbage in the first half. Yep. But kind of looked like the Niners – in the second half, like the real Niners that we that, that I, you know, still think they could be, and they, that we've been waiting for them to kind of get back on the hot streak with it, they started to look a little like it, and um, they didn't punt at all in the second half. And they had, I think, it was four or five straight drives where they scored.
1: Yeah, they scored twenty-seven points in the second half. So yeah, they, they, they definitely great. didn't punt much. Um, no,
0: they didn't. I don't think they punted at all in the second half.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, that being said, the Lions scored 24 in the first half. So I'm not going to give Sam Fran a whole bunch of credit on any of this at all. This was more about um, Campbell screwing this up and handing it to them. Um, yeah, the Niners are not the Niners we thought they were. They really yeah, are. I
0: think and, they are. I think that second half shows me that now they are. And I think they're going to
1: blow the doors off Kansas City. Oh, cool! We're gonna be picking different in that one then. A little preview right. for our uh, our preview show. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't. see it. There was nothing in this game that made me say, "Oh, I'm gonna pick the Niners in the Super Bowl now."
0: See, was, I, the they would have lost the game if
1: Dan Campbell hadn't made that coaching decision. Right. And what but the would second, we be the second half,
0: for, for the second half for me would have is what sealed it. I think now they found their mojo, and I think they are they are gonna. Like I said, I think they're gonna blow the doors off Kansas City. I think that, it's gonna that's be mojo, that mojo
1: I'm with yeah, that's cool. I get it. That that mojo would be on the golf course now though if Dan Campbell had kicked the field goal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. He blew it. He totally blew it. But I mean, well, no, I mean well if you want to go by if he kicked the field goal, but then again they did they end up winning by ten.
1: No, they won, know, by they won by
0: three. They won by three, but with a with the gimme touchdown at the end it didn't mean
1: anything. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything to me. The the, the the dynamic of the entire game changes if they kick that field goal.
0: I agree. I, I, I do agree with that. But um I don't know. I think I think the Niners got off the mat and uh became the Niners again in the second half. And I think that it's gonna carry on. But we'll have to see.
1: Anyway Yeah, yeah, we'll find out soon enough, man.
0: Soon enough. Yes, yes. Not that soon. I d I don't I hate the week in between I do too. I don't just, you. It just sucks. I, it it feels like when they get when the game kicks off, it feels like it's been a month and a half since the last football game.
1: Yeah, and the and the Super Bowl is always the weirdest game of the year. You know, there's always, you know, there's forty there's four thousand logos painted onto the field. People are slipping on. There's, you know, the the halftime is an hour long or whatever it's gotten to at this point. You know, it's 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 barely a real game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's Annoying. It's annoying.
0: It's why, it's why I said that my favorite games are usually either the championship games or the division round games, because there's more games, first of all, and it's more like real football and the super bowls is more like a show.
1: Yeah. I'm so with you. I am so with you. It's, uh, you know, I still love the super bowl, uh, despite, you know, bitching about it, but, there are things about it that are just unbelievably ridiculous, you know. So I, it yeah. just it, it drives me crazy the the halftime show and you know the the I mean that that break they take at halftime is unbelievable. That one year where they they not only do they take uh, the the halftime break but then the power goes out. Yep, I remember <laughs> that. I forget was that New Orleans might have been in that Super Bowl. It doesn't matter, but uh, but then, I mean, there was what it was almost an hour and a half between uh, the the last play of the first half and the the, the kickoff. You know, yeah, that's wild. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, I have uh, I have two things that are separate, like part of the game, but not breaking down the game. That whenever you tell me when the right time is.
0: Okay, all I just want to mention is the fact that um, shoot. <laughs> What did I what was I gonna say? I forgot now. I ha, I didn't write down. I usually have like a little thing to get to everything. You know what?
1: Just get to your go go ahead and get your points in. Cool. And if you think of it, just 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 feel free to come in. Um yeah, yeah. so two things. One, Detroit, after this horrible loss, had a big, huge win this afternoon when their offensive coordinator Ben Johnson announced he's not leaving. Yep. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yes. That's huge, man. Like, I mean, I uh I wasn't. I, it took me a little while for to grow on Ben Johnson. Early in the season, I watched one of their games. It was one of the worst games of the season, and I was like, "What's the hype with this guy?" I didn't get it. But as I watched more and more of them, I grew to love this guy. And right. um, boy, to hang on to the guy who I thought would have been maybe the, the the catch of the off season, unless you want you know the, to go the Belichick route, um, uh, is staying and staying as their coordinator. So that's huge for this team moving forward, man.
0: Yeah, I agree. What I was going to say is, you know, Dan Campbell, We, despite all this, we still love Dan Campbell. We love the way he he works, the way he operates, and his post-game speeches. And um, I think maybe, just maybe, if he gets into a situation like this again, he might go a little bit more conservative because, obviously, if he had kicked the field goal, we both think it could have changed the game. I think he realizes that. And I think now he's going to integrate a little bit more common sense, you know, more sensible uh, play calling, but still not go away from what really got him there, which of course was his, uh, his going of going for it more often than not.
1: Yeah, no, he, I mean, he goes at it, goes for it on at a prolific rate, which is is just amazing, but yeah, (laughs) hopefully he learns from this becomes an even better coach. Uh, It's not going to change my, my love for this guy. He's such an amusing character and, uh, and a heck and he, you know, He's, he's a heck of a this, coach he's a heck of a coach he took detroit the freaking detroit lions who have sucked forever forever to the uh, <laughs> uh nfc championship game <laughs> <laughs> that is no small feat my man no it is not <laughs> yeah okay.
0: i I ah oh, man i so wanted them to win oh
1: i know and they were right there damn it they were right there <laughs> So, okay. Now, here's my other thing. and I'm curious if you have any thoughts about what I'm going to bring up, if you even remember it. I couldn't believe when I was, when they came back from a commercial break, I'm pretty sure it was in the third quarter last night. And they showed a little montage of like a production crew maneuver of sideline interviews and moments and little things culminating in the big one that they, they showed at the end. Was the Aaron Rodgers, Aaron not Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Andrews, the sideline reporter, um, interviewing Richard Sherman after that big playoff win. I believe it was against San Francisco about ten years ago. Now, do you happen to remember this because it was kind of a big deal at the time? Uh, I actually don't. No, I don't blame you because I mean, I might,
0: <laughs> when you tell me
1: if you got more details, I might I might jog my memory a little bit. Okay. So let me say this first, and then I'll get you, get you the details. So when they come back from the, who the hell is pulling into my driveway? okay they're they're turning around they're just turning around all right cool i just i was like wait a second what's happening um uh, i don't have the kind of driveway people pull into regularly <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway they made it they, they made it sound like this was some classic the the, the um the announcing crew and the production crew yesterday made it sound like, I'm sorry, Sunday, made it sound like it was some kind of great classic moment they were, that they were commemorating, okay?
0: Okay. Here's what actually
1: happened in that interview. Richard Sherman was fired up. If I remember right, he knocked a ball out of Michael Crabtree's hands in the end zone on the last play of the game. Now, I might be remembering. Okay, now I remember that. Okay, okay. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm right about that was the moment that led to this interview. He comes over. Starts, I mean, he's fired up. Yeah, we're going you to, don't, you don't go against, you know, I mean, he's like, you don't try and score against me in the final, play, you know, and he's all fired up and he's going to town and it's It's a great moment and he's fired up. Meanwhile, Ann Andrews gets so grossed out by his horrible behavior, apparently, that she starts holding the microphone like it's a dirty diaper and has a look on her face like uh, this is the, the worst thing she's ever heard and the most uncouth display of human behavior she's ever seen. It pissed me off royally back then. I refused to listen to a word that woman has ever said since. And now they commemorate it like it was a special moment on Sunday. Ooh, ooh, it got my well, goat, buddy. Got it's my goat because
0: girl. they work together. I'm pretty sure they work together, don't they? Who? Air, EA and uh, Richard Sherman.
1: Well, they're on the well, same they, Fox it, crew, but they're never on the set together or anything. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And and it was, it, and it wasn't. They weren't like it wasn't like, hey, here's a couple people from the Fox crew. Here's a couple more people from the Fox crew. It was here's this cool NFL moment. Here's another cool NFL moment, and and then the the last one, the highlighted one, as they come out of this little montage, is the worst and most offensive sideline interview I've ever seen in my life. So she just basically poo poos on it. She acts like he is acting like an animal. Oh like his behavior is subhuman and that somehow he scaled the walls of her country club and has offended her sensibilities. <laughs> I'm telling you, anybody that's listening to this, go back and look at it and tell me if I'm wrong.
0: All right. Well, now I'm going to have to. Yes. I'm yeah, please.
1: To and that. let me know because maybe I'm, maybe I, I'm, I didn't go back and watch it, but I remember it real well. And uh, I'd love to hear if somebody has a different take on this than me, because they, it, it was an issue at the time. And a lot of people gave Richard Sherman crap for being too um, over aggressive or whatever in the interview. There's nothing wrong with what Richard Sherman did. It reminded me in a lesser way. Do you remember the, the, the malice in the palace, the basketball brawl? Yes. Do you remember how ESPN covered that at the time by any chance? Because it was foul.
0: Uh, well, I, don't, I remember. Well, what do you mean?
1: Well, they um, did a documentary on this, and they revisited this. And I remember because I was watching it that night, and I was screaming at the
0: television. Yeah, I remember. I remember it happening. I don't. I don't know if I was. I don't think I was watching, but I
1: remember it happening. Now, if you go back and watch that documentary, it was very clearly egged on by a bunch of fans. And
0: yeah, pretty but understandable the, the NBA what guys happened. are the, no, the
1: NBA guys are wrong, wrong, wrong. They should have been thrown out of the league, in my opinion. Yeah, go and watch never... that documentary and then tell me you have the same opinion.
0: I it doesn't matter because there's no there's you don't you don't go in the stands under any circumstances you should be kicked out of the league and never come back
1: all right all right yeah It's no, black there's... and
0: white to me it's black and white to me you go in the stands and you in no matter what they say what they did you never do that you like I said I, I was pissed they got let them back in that they played again they should have never even been able to play the game again
1: yeah, see, I couldn't disagree more. And the uh, the <laughs> documentary does a good job of laying out the the what what happened on it. And here's the part that makes me disgusted, and this is where it uh, relates to the Aaron Andrews thing. The um, the ESPN people that night went on and called these people thugs. They went and called they they did everything but call them the N word, and uh, it was it was unbelievable to me. And then as the truth came out. Which, if you ever take the time to watch, just let me know because I'd be curious to see if it, if your opinion stays intact. It's cool if it does, you know what I mean. But I'd be curious.
0: I agree with the, what they call them. I agree. They they were thugs, in my opinion. They acted like thugs. They, I'm the, I won't I won't say, you know, blanket them all as thugs, but I think they acted like thugs for sure, without question.
1: Yeah, I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> 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 so maybe you will have a different take on the Aaron Andrews interview. Tell me when you watch it. All
0: right. Yeah, I I, de- I definitely will. You know what? By um, we got we got to come up with some stuff for next week. Cause I figure we should we should do a uh, a pod next week if you're game.
1: Oh yeah, I'm in. Mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, might as yeah. well do something to kill that that extra yeah, week, right? I'll
0: ask. I'll watch <laughs> that. I'll I'll do some more research on the Mouse of the Palace as well, and I'll get back to you.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to know your take because I get where you're coming from. I do, but I'd love to see after you see some of the details they talked about in that documentary if your opinion stays the same. And it's cool if it does. I respect it.
0: All righty, man. Well, since we're gonna do it next week, should we? Here, how about this? How about we yeah. give our predictions for the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. But we can revisit it next week. First of all, if it changes, or so, and then second of all we can kind of get more in depth with the with the preview. Let's Love keep it. it a little vague not vague but you know more more general this week and we'll get more detailed next week since we're going to do a pod
1: next week anyway. That's great. And all the injury news will be out by then. We'll have a whole right. bunch more information. A more
0: information. Yeah. Yeah. But since we're talking about it and I did say we're going to do a little bit of, of it on it, I do have San Francisco over Kansas City and I think it'll be 38 to 13. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I love it. Wow.
0: Yep. That's where I'm going. That's what I think. Because uh, Kansas City only scored 17 points last week. And they didn't look uh, – Kelsey looked good. But other than that, I, don't, I wasn't overly impressed with them either. You can have your faults on San Francisco. They did not look – obviously, first half was terrible. If they play like that, they're going to get killed. But I think they're going to play more like the second half. And neither team you, – you, you can definitely pick apart both of these teams and give reasons why they're not that impressive. You know, they're not overly impressive. Because Kansas City winning 17-10 to 10 didn't impress me that much at all. And the second half was a snooze fest. Like I got to tell you, it was tough to stay awake. <laughs> I did not enjoy the second half at all. It, it, it until like the last, you know, the last couple, uh, last couple drives, sure. But other than that, the second half was not impressive
1: at all. Right on, right on. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm going totally the other way. Although I'm making it a closer game, I'm taking KC twenty-seven twenty-three. Um, there is one piece of in- injury news that came out already that that Omen Yuhu guy or Omen Omenihu. The, he's a defensive end for the uh, Chiefs that um, I think he's like second or third on the team in sacks he's got like seven and a half or something uh, is out for the, the rest of the season towards ACL in that game so that's definitely not good for Kansas City but I'll tell you what man they just they just uh, stopped the team by the way the team that uh, that smoked the Niners earlier this year um, and yep. they they only let them score 10 points to me that was the most impressive thing that happened yesterday so I'm going with the team that did the most impressive thing that happened yesterday. All right, I keep so, saying yesterday, Sunday. <laughs> so what was the score you have, Casey? What? 27-23, Casey. All
0: right. Well, I do kind of hope your score is what
1: happens because it'll be a lot closer. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully a, that, a lot of that scoring in your score happens in the second half, if, if, if that's the right. Right. <laughs> case.
0: It'll be a better game if your score happens.
1: Right, right. Yeah, although I I wouldn't mind seeing Casey lose just to see Taylor Swift catch some crap. (laughs)
0: That one, yeah. Although, I don't know. I I don't like either team really that much. I mean, if I was picking in terms of teams I'd like, I guess I would say Kansas City over San Fran. I always Mm -hmm. have a deep-rooted hatred for San Fran.
1: Yeah, right. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Being a Cowboys fan.
1: No doubt. That goes (laughs) way back, I know.
0: (laughs) But, um, I don't know. I just don't see it. but. Regardless, we, we will find out, and we will revisit next week and see if anything changes in our minds, our thought process, injury news, all that good stuff.
1: Oh, I have one last tidbit real quick, if you don't mind. Sure. Because this is something we can keep an eye on between now and next week, too, because this might change. This I don't remember a tighter point spread in Super Bowl history. There's probably one out there I'm forgetting. What is it, like Maybe two and a half? One and a half. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, that's San Fran one and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I, is. I, can you remember a tighter one? No, that's a pick'em pretty much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Surprised me, and I'm, I'm, I didn't know, I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it would be close, but I didn't think it would be that close. And uh, I can't wait to see where it is next week. See if that moves at all. You know. Okay,
0: uh, I was just getting a call, so
1: but I had it silenced, so we're all.
0: Cool. I was just going off
1: about the point spread and I finished my point, so we're good.
0: Yep. yep. I, yeah, I, I was able to hear it. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay um, cool, cool. So that will conclude our review and preview for this week. We will preview the bowl more in depth and uh, see if anything changes from now till next week. We'll do that next week. Um, but we wanted to visit some of these uh, the coaches that we were talking about last week. Yes. Um, the coaching moves that have happened and what we think,
1: who we think are the worst coaches in the history of the league. <laughs> They're both fun to talk about. Do you want to do, which one do you want to do first? Let's do with the current, what's
0: happened on the landscape. You said that you were going to kind of keep track of that for us, which uh, would yep. be cool. So why don't you, uh, you can uh, leave this one and uh, take it away.
1: Okay. You got it. You got it. So I'll just go team by team. Uh, first one. And I'm, I did uh GMs, coaches, and coordinators. So if any team had any movement there, I wrote it down. Um, First one, Falcons. This is a real interesting head coach hire here, Raheem Morris, getting another shot. What do you think? Well,
0: to me, the story is the fact that Belichick didn't get it.
1: Oh, well, okay. Let's just talk about that for a minute before we even talk about the Falcons. Belichick is not getting a job.
0: Yeah, because he's being too too Belichick-y. Yeah, he, he, I think the reason why he wants, he's not getting a job is the fact that he wants control.
1: That's exactly correct.
0: I think he wants control of, over everything. And these people are like, well, you're only going to be here for a couple of years. So we're not doing that. And yep. no one is hiring him unless he changes his tune. And I don't think he's going to change his tune. I think he's going to sit out a whole, the entire year and try to come back next year when Mike McCarthy, or Sirianni, Sirianni, get get fired and go to. World right.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> go, God, please don't. If Belichick comes to Philly, I don't know if I can be an Eagles fan anymore. That that would <laughs> that would be very very difficult for me.
0: <laughs> or whoever you know, or another team, obviously.
1: No, but, no, no. Um, you're right. You're right, though. Yeah, he's. That's. I think that's exactly what's going on. And and here's the funny thing is, I heard that somebody is probably going to hire him to do television for this season he takes off, which I can't believe anybody wants to pay Bill Belichick to talk. That's so funny to me. Well, the thing is, I don't know if you've ever heard
0: this, but apparently he's a funny guy. Yeah, so I've heard rumors. Yeah, Very personable. It has a personality and everything. He just is so anti-media and so just wants to get those, those, those press conferences over and, not give anything to to them at all and is of course i think he's bland and dry on purpose but then you talk to former players not that i'm a fan of brady but you talk about brady and brady's like he's (laughs) one of the funniest people i know
1: that's so i know it's wild man and now is he willing to let that personality back out when he knows he's going to be back in the league next year i I mean
0: (laughs) well the thing is too i i'm assuming next year like this was a you know was a lesson learned this year so if he comes back next year, he's going to have to not understand that he's not going to have control over everything.
1: I don't know, man. Belichick coming off his own ego is not something that happens very often. But, yeah, I'm but, with you. but,
0: but he, if if that's what it takes to get back, that's what he's going to do because he wants that record. He wants the, the Shula record. He wants it.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, he has 15 more games. Yep, and 15, 15
0: more wins. That's two more years, most likely three the um, way
1: he's going the last five
0: <laughs> right right well it depends on who he takes over
1: but yeah
0: right. if, if it's either that or don't or be done basically have to retire he'll do he'll do it i think he'll 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 check his ego to the point where he's not in control of everything because he wants those those 15 wins
1: yeah I, and I'm then, the, and
0: the 15 wins is another ego thing anyway oh 100 percent. 100 so he's Checking his ego on one hand, but still feeding it on the other.
1: Yeah, right. right. That's a fair point. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. I'm going to have to wait and see on that one. I don't – Belichick calming his ego is not something I'm ever going to bet on.
0: Right. Well, Like I said, though, I think that more than anything is the, the the record. I think that is even more important to him than his ego.
1: I would I, – I hope he, he goes somewhere, uh, has three wins the first season, two the next, and retires halfway through the third season and never gets it. <laughs> <laughs> all right back to the Falcons anything else about Belichick because I'm with you on all that that's great um yeah I'm, I'm good cool so they hire Raheem Morris now Raheem had a really bad stint as a head coach 10 years ago yes. um but he was also incredibly young this mirrors Belichick in some ways the early days of Belichick because he sucked in Cleveland and then became arguably the greatest coach of all time you know in his second stint so, um, I mean, do you think this is a guy that – I'm not saying he's going to become Belichick, but do you think this guy learns something and becomes a better coach, or what do you think of this hire? Well, I don't have any problem with the
0: hire, and I think it all comes down to their quarterback. If they, get, if they can find their franchise guy and make it work, then we'll all think better of, of
1: Raheem Morris. If they don't, he'll be gone in two years. Yeah, I agree 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah, they need a quarterback. Um, I think um, a really good coach could do a lot better than Arthur Smith did, though, with what they have. Um,
0: right. Don't get me wrong. I think that he can be better, and I think he he they should be better, regardless of that. But if they can also, you know, get a a quality a quality arm back there, even if they even if they have to draft somebody later in the draft and bring in a, a veteran. They can still be, uh, you know, a better team than last year. Or a much better team last year.
1: I agree, man. I agree, and they have the number eight pick, which is right in that nebulous uh, who who's going to be there left at that point. They probably have to trade up to get the guy they want at, at eight. I would think. You know? I would. I would think too. Right. So uh, yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, interesting hire. And then just real quick, the OC and DC, Zach Robinson, they they got as the he was the for the offensive coordinator. He's the he was the Rams uh, QB coach and passing game coordinator uh, this year. Which taking somebody from that Rams offense seems like a great idea to me. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know much about the guy, but it's, it's a hell of an idea as far as I'm concerned. And then uh, D.C. is uh, Jimmy Lake, who was uh, Falcons assistant head coach last year. And they were they uh, they made him defensive coordinator when they brought in Raheem. So right. there's your there's your Falcons story. Now, next is the Bills. They uh, they, you know, no head coach move, obviously, but uh they made joe brady the guy that, that was the interim after ken dorsey got fired as the offensive coordinator uh they made him full-time which i think is a great move because he that's uh, a great move
0: because they played a lot
1: better on offense when he took over yes and they finally ran the ball consistently you know yes. so good, good move. solid move um their defensive coordinator they made bobby Babbitt, who was promoted from linebacker coach uh i i couldn't find a firing at dc so i'm assuming that means the head coach was calling the plays and now he's not going to Right. Okay. That's fine. I think that's a good thing. So uh, um, nothing too exciting there. Just wanted to throw those guys no, out there. No,
0: doesn't impact who I f- think the Bills are next year, and but that's not a negative because I think they're a good team next year.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it kind of keeps them right in line with where they've been, you know, with yeah. a little bit better approach. And by the way, get Cook on your fantasy team next year. He's going to get the ball the whole season for once. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which will be the first time I would draft a Bills running back in a, quite some time um okay now then we head to the Panthers and this was a name uh that I guess I should have known and been thinking about honestly but I wasn't Dave Canales or can't Canales oh
0: yeah I saw this I don't know I don't know
1: anything about him okay so that's that's where I was so as soon as I heard this I was like oh I guess that makes sense he was the offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers this year all right well then that makes sense I mean, we're on the same page 100%, right? <laughs> yes, yes, okay. And so he had one year as OC with the Bucks, and for 13 years prior to that, he was with the Seahawks, uh, working his way up to quarterback coach before he became the OC for the Bucks and did one hell of a job. And that's going to be one a thing to keep an eye on in Tampa next year. If Baker's back and Mike Evans is back, how much does losing this guy affect them, you know? Right. You know, as being a Philly fan, you know – how
0: important those coordinators are.
1: Damn right, dude. And we're going to get to that, buddy. I can't wait to get your opinion on that. I'm saving that one for last. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and then the GM was a blast from the past. Uh, They promoted from within Dan Morgan, who uh, I used to to draft Dan Morgan to be my my linebacker on Madden back in the old days. (laughs) Yeah, he was a great linebacker. He was great. His career was shortened from injury, but when he was healthy, he was top, top, top notch. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. I love it. I love seeing that kind of thing. So that's a cool one. So Panthers did some outside-of-the-box stuff as far as like at least off-the-radar type stuff, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I like it. So, cool. All right. Now the Bears had to address offensive and defensive coordinator. Um, their offensive coordinator is Shane Waldron, who last coached uh, um, the Seahawks Oh, he was the Seahawks offensive coordinator last year. Okay. Which, you know, not a a great – it doesn't make me say, oh, that's awesome, but it doesn't make me say, oh, too bad they hired this loser. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) 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 And and The Bears can't get much worse on offense, so maybe they at least got a competent guy here. I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion on this one. Do you?
0: Not really, no. Uh, I think it's kind of a wait-and-see approach. You got to see – the bears i i am still not one hundred percent sure that they're going to keep um that they're, they're not going to draft a quarterback
1: no I'm with you and oh you remember uh, I'm assuming uh, they're
0: not going to, but i'm not sure i wouldn't be surprised if
1: they do i am with you because and also uh the uh the mock drafters are looking at it that way too remember the first mock draft i, I saw right after the um, after the season and and they had the uh they had the bears trading down. And not and taking uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Not taking a quarterback. Yep. Every mock draft I've seen since has them taking Caleb Williams number one.
0: Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess they trade Fields.
1: And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, man, what an interesting guy to be on the trade block. I mean, well, I mean, they're going to have to, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're if you're taking a guy number one overall, you got to get rid of the other guy you took number one overall. You know? Yes. Yes. Or well, I, he wasn't number one overall, was he? But he was a, he was a top pick. He
0: was a first rounder.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. Now uh, and then, just real quick, I don't have a lot to say about this one. The uh, their defensive coordinator they brought in is Eric Washington, who is the Bills' D line and assistant head coach. Uh,
0: probably, probably an upgrade. I think that would be an upgrade. The Bills' defensive uh, Bills' defense has been pretty good.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. I think that seems like a reasonable hire to me. Um, now. Okay, here we go. Bengals. Dan Pitcher is going to be their OC, um, who replaces a guy we're going to talk about in a second who got a head coaching job. Uh, he was their quarterback coach under Callahan, who went somewhere to the Titans, Brian Callahan, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. But um, it seems wise that they stayed in-house to me. I don't have a whole lot to say other than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, probably not a big adjustment for anybody. So that's a that's a positive too.
1: Yes, yes, good call, good call. Now this next one I find interesting. Tell me what you think here. The uh, the Browns fired Alex Van Pelt as their offensive coordinator, and the guy they hired is a guy who I was down on big time the last few years, and that is Ken Dorsey, the guy who refused to run the ball in Buffalo.
0: Okay, well, see. He... Yeah, this is a clash of styles.
1: Right, right. I, I don't know if this is going to work. I wonder the same thing. Keep going, I love it.
0: Well, because I mean, the Browns run the ball as much as anybody, or more than anybody, and they've got you know you got to think trouble be back next year. They got a running quarterback in Deshaun who can who can run as well. Who probably wants some designed runs? And you got you, you know you got you got a backfield there and a team that runs the ball and plays defense. That's kind of their identity. And now you've got a guy who doesn't. Who doesn't run the ball now? The only thing I could say is maybe he just wasn't a big fan of James Cook, maybe he didn't like the backfield in Buffalo as a whole, and that's why he didn't run that much. But he's going to have to change his, his style, I think, and uh, run the ball more than maybe he he wants to. But I think that's going to be a necessity to make it work. And you know, maybe it won't work. It could be a problem.
1: Yeah, this is a real interesting one because it seems to be a direct contrast to what this hire seems to be a direct contrast to what this team has, has done in the last several years. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just this is a wait and see for me, too. I don't know what to make of it. I'm not a big uh, lover of Ken Dorsey coming off of his stint with the Bills. But, hey, you know, maybe he adapts and, and, uh, and, and learns and, uh, you know continues forward here but i don't know i don't know this was this was a very interesting one to me and i'm it's uh you had a very similar take to me on it that's that's cool yep okay jaguars now this is this is one i want to talk about too uh the jaguars now about about halfway through the season you and i were blown away by the the jaguars defense we were so surprised at how because uh, it seemed to come out of nowhere and they were they had this what well, looked like a pretty top tier defense halfway through the season. And statistically it was in the top 10. Yep. And then they fell apart. Yep. Um, they ended up ninth in run yards, which isn't terrible. And, but 24th in passing. Um, yep. And it got Mike Caldwell fired who halfway through the season, I was like, man, the, the, the Jaguars defensive coordinator might be getting uh, uh, head coaching interviews at the end of the season coming out of the nowhere, the way they did, but no dice. So they get rid of Caldwell and they bring in Ryan Nielsen, who was the Falcons defensive coordinator in 2023. Uh,
0: the Falcons defense wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah, he I must, looked it he, up and they were have, a little he, better
1: statistically, but not, you know, not he much. He
0: must have blown them away in the uh in the interview.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is like another
0: wait and see. I don't know too much about about him, and all I can go on is what he did with the Falcons, which was kind of meh. Yeah, He's I agree. Kind of, you know, So we'll have to see. I think this is a wait and see. Uh, but they must have seen something in them to hire him. So we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that 100%. Yep, absolutely. I don't have anything to add to that one. Well done. Yep. So, okay, here's a real fun one to talk about. The next two are real fun to talk about. Uh, the Raiders keep Antonio Pierce. I yes. thought was going to happen, and I love that it
0: did. Yes, yes. That's what I wanted for them. They got them, and they are going to be a much better team now. You watch. Give them a whole year. Give them all the a preseason. He's going to have them ready to go.
1: I'm with you, man. I love it. He's a hell I love of it. a motivator. I'm very exciting. Uh, I, I I love that they did it. They I think I think they learned from when they didn't do it with that guy that we uh, talked about a month ago. Now that the did the same thing uh, under uh, Gruden a few years back, finished under above 500 and then uh, went off into the cosmos never to be heard from again. Um, and I love that they retained this guy this time. And uh, they also uh, needed a GM and they got Tom Telesco from who was, had spent the previous 11 years in San Diego. And the one thing that you and I always talk about is San Diego has talent. It's the coaching. That's been the issue or maybe right. who knows so, you know, all the so factors. I don't, Fault the GM too much for their failure failures. Same. I thought this was a pretty good hire for the Raiders on both accounts. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. All right. Now, speaking of fun hires, the team that lost Tom Telesco gained a national college champion. Jim Harbaugh goes to the Chargers. If he, oh, man. <laughs>
0: they have the quarterback. They have talent. They have a good team. They are going to be in the playoffs next year. I'm off hating San Diego.
1: Yeah. nice. I'm,
0: I'm going in hopeful, very hopeful for them because I think he's a
1: tremendous coach. He, tremendous. I agree. I agree. And uh, I'll tell you what, Eckler's the free agent, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that right? Yeah. I so, think so. Whoever lands as their starting running back, get them on your fantasy team. This dude will run the ball. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, yep. he's a he's a great coach. He, he took uh, he almost won a Super Bowl in San Fran when he was there ten years ago, and he did it. uh Um, scratch that that comment. Uh, he he uh, he's just one of the best coaches in football. So, and I love that he's like right down the road from from uh, right. I mean, coastally equal polar opposites from his brother. I should say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So that's cool, though. Um, yeah,
0: I am I, now hopeful once again for San Diego. If I tell you what, if he falls flat and they stink again, I'm hmm. going to hate them even more.
1: Oh, boy. I'll tell you, man. It's hard to imagine Harbaugh falling flat, like, completely. That's what I
0: mean. He's a, he's a great coach. There's no reason why they can't be in the playoffs next year with at least 10, 11 wins.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. They have They have a lot of pieces in place already. So I'm with you, man. This was a great hire, Um, and I love seeing Harbaugh back in the NFL. I can't wait to see how he does. Um, They also made what again? Sometimes these things were just going on uh, where they're coming from because I don't know a whole lot about the GM they hired named Joe Hortiz or Hortiz, Um, but uh, he came. He was the Ravens' director of pro personnel player player personnel. Uh, for the last few years here. So anybody okay. coming from that Raiders draft machine is cool in my book.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's fine.
1: Yeah. So, all right, all right. Then, uh, now, this one came out a few weeks ago, so we don't have to get too heavy into this, but uh, the Pats hired Gerard Jer- or Jared Mayo uh, as head coach, who was their linebacker not that long ago, which I think is a pretty cool hire. I love seeing the ex-players yeah. get a shot.
0: No problem mm-hmm. with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got a disastrous job to try and do with the the train wreck that he was left of, yep. of that roster. It's,
0: it's a rebuild. Rebuild, obviously, you got to be patient.
1: Yep. Hopefully, they give him a couple years and uh, and uh, we'll yeah, see how I mean. it works out. Yeah, yeah, he's going to need three to to look like he's doing anything there, I think, but we'll see. Um, okay, then uh, the I'm going to skip ahead to the Redskins, who hired again, just like I said about the guy that Joe Hortiz guy that the Chargers hired from the Ravens I feel the same way about this hire the the Washington hired Adam Port Peters who was the 49ers assistant GM for the last several years great hire to me
0: yeah i mean any, you, anybody from the 49ers um, he's bringing a, a you know a, a winning culture with him probably
1: yeah yeah and you never know with these kind of things cuz you know you and i don't know who adam peters or joe hortiz really are but no. If they're coming from success and they've been part of success, it, it feels like a win to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Right on. Okay. This was a, um, one of the most interesting coaching hires to me. Uh, Titans hire Brian Callahan, the Bengals OC, who uh, is, um, the, is the son of the Callahan. I'm forgetting his first name right now, uh, who uh, took the Raiders to the, uh, the Super Bowl years ago.
0: Yes. I forgot his name, too.
1: Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it in the meantime, but But go ahead and talk about uh, this one. I thought this was a good hire person. This is a
0: great hire. It's another thing about where you're coming from, coming from the Bengals is, you know, anybody involved in that offense is a great hire to give a chance. He deserves the opportunity with what he's done over there. And, um, be very curious to see where Tennessee goes, uh, with him and, um, I think, though, it's another situation where, well, do you think Tennessee's in the, in the market for a quarterback, or are they
1: going to stick with what's-his-face? Well, uh, Callahan Revis. spent – yeah, with uh, Will Levis you're talking about, right? Levis, yes. Yes. So Callahan spent five minutes at his opening press conference praising Levis up and down and saying how much he wants to work with him. Now, either he is going to set a uh, record for BS coach speak, <laughs> or or he really likes the kid. So uh, um, it sounded. I'm going to go by his word for now until we find out what kind of press conference guy this guy is. And it sure sounds like he, he's going to be the guy. Okay. Cool. So, all right. Now, I save this one for last because I want your opinion because you certainly know a lot about one of the guys the Eagles hired. The Eagles, uh, for our listeners, they, they uh, got rid of both coordinators at the end of the season, which I couldn't be happier about. And they brought in two real pros, uh, and I, I want to get your opinion about the OC, Kellen Moore, because you've spent a lot of time with this guy.
0: Um, you're going to you're going to be very you're going to have very mixed feelings by the end of it. Whenever he, beats, <laughs> you're going to have mixed feelings because there's times where he drives you mad, and then there's times where you're like, I'm so glad he's my offensive coordinator. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He, he can, um, he's a little bit, I guess the best way would be like frantic or un, inconsistent where like he'll go on these things where he just runs, 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 and then he'll forget the run for three games, like where you run 10, 10 times a game. Um, it's kind of weird, but he does, I would say, favor passing over running overall. But he will mm-hmm. run if there's gonna if he's finding a modicum of success. Um, but I like him. I do. I don't. I think he's a lifetime coordinator, and I bet you at some point he's gonna get a head coaching job. But I think he's gonna be one of these guys who doesn't do well as a head coach, and goes back and becomes an offensive coordinator for the for the duration for for the rest of his career, pretty much. I don't think he's a, got head coach written on him, but mm-hmm. I think he's a good coordinator. Probably not the best coordinator in the league, but definitely not the worst. He's a solid,
1: solid coordinator overall. See, and but I'll there will take be th- there
0: will be times where you're like, "What is he doing?"
1: See, I've heard, that's okay. This jives with what I've been looking into, Uh and I appreciate it because I know you you lived with him for three or four years, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I think even more than that. I think it was like more like
1: like five. Kellen. yeah. So. I just solid NFL coaches. You ended up uh, saying there at the end about him is something that I am totally fine with after this season, because they were, the Eagles tried two young guys with no experience and it uh, blew up in their face. So they, they certainly went the other direction with these hires. And the other one is even more extreme. And that is Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator who has coached something like 10 top 10 defenses over the last 30 years in the NFL. So uh, yeah, he he's
0: another one. Um, it didn't go well with the Giants. They had a lot of injuries, obviously. Um, but I think overall he's a solid solid coordinator as well. And with the defensive pieces you have, I think he he can do he can definitely do well with. You, you got, you're gonna probably need some time again though at the beginning of the year to adjust to these guys.
1: For sure. For sure, anytime you change coordinators, it's an adjustment. As we saw this year, as the Eagles went from one of the best teams in football to a big hot mess.
0: Yep, yep. But again, another solid hire. I don't know if Giant fans would agree with that or not. Um, but he didn't get along with the head coach there, so you got to make sure you get. When along. was
1: he there? Who was the coach there when he was there? I forgot that he was with the Giants. He was there last year. I thought he no. I thought he was with the Dolphins last year.
0: Wait a minute, am I think I'm thinking of the wrong guy? Hang on. Who is the Giants defensive coordinator?
1: Hold on, I'll find it. I'll find it. Giants Defensive coordinator. Here we go.
0: By the way, Kellen Moore was with the Cowboys from two thousand since two thousand and nineteen as a often as a coach.
1: So 19, 20, 21, and 22, four years. Okay, cool, cool. And Um, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Wink
1: Martindale is who you're thinking of.
0: I'm thinking of Wink Martindale. What a new. Yeah,
1: yeah. You were watching old game shows from the 70s, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he calls himself Wink. So yeah, this is Sanjiu. This is a guy that um, that was with the Dolphins this year. Which, by the way, isn't much a better an endorsement just off of this season. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But
0: yes, okay, I'm, all right, all right. Now, yes, I got my my situation straight. So I just looked him up and looked up his history. I remember now. Um, he's solid as a rock. Is 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 another is what I would say. I don't, don't think, think it's going to be. But again, I don't think he's the best coordinator in the league. I don't think he's the worst. Um, but as long as you guys get along, you know everything get is copacetic. I think you guys will be fine with both of these guys, and I could see them coaching for a, for a while
1: with you guys. For sure. I agree, man. It's fascinating. The the Fangio was a uh, one of those uh, what do you call it? consultants for the Eagles two years ago because he got fired as he was he had a three year stint co- head coaching the the Broncos. Um, yeah. He was the guy before Josh McDaniels, and. Um, and then he became the like a like a consultant for the Eagles in 2022. He is 65, and, so I don't
0: know how long he's going to do it, but
1: yeah, that's you know, any more that's not so much, you know. But yeah. yeah, if I if I get a few years out of Fangio, I'll be fine. But he yeah. uh, here's an interesting thing. This is um, his defenses have ranked in the top five in yards. Allowed in eight of the last 13 years while placing in the top five and fewest points allowed seven times over the and last year. You
0: gotta few. think with the Eagles talent on defense, he's gonna be able to do
1: that again. I hope so, man. Like uh, I, I just like that there's some sort of track record of success with both of these guys. I, and not-
0: I, I tell you, they they yeah, I mean under Kellen Moore, the Cowboys did really, really well offensively. I mean, they led the league in offense a lot of offensive categories with with Kellen Moore.
1: Yeah and, and uh and uh Dak certainly thrived with him which I love for for Hurts. So
0: yeah, I think you got you guys you got like you said at the beginning of all this just two pros that you really can't go wrong with these are guys that are lifers in the league. They are always going to have jobs because they're always going to be solid as a rock.
1: Yeah. Yeah. are never I,
0: these guys are never going to be without work in the NFL as long as they want
1: work, they're going to find it. I'm a hundred percent with you, and I couldn't wait to get your Kellen Moore uh, take because I know you certainly uh, know. You know you had him as your OC for a while, and I, I really wanted to hear your opinion. And it, it kind of jives with the research I was doing. And uh, um, he, I, he will I, any 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 OC that drops the run game for games on end will drive me crazy, as you've heard me complain about on the pod many times already. But uh, but that's all right. At least he's got some success to, to fall back on, which I'm okay with.
0: I mean, he's he's same Like I just remember a lot of. Um... Third and one passing.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And then going forward on fourth and run, and making it completely obvious that you're running, and then getting stuffed.
1: Yeah, that kind of thing would drive me absolutely. Like,
0: broken. you know, no offense, no no wide receivers, two tight ends, a fullback, and just everybody close in the, on the line on fourth and one, and not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, and if you're getting into those situations with a. uh uh, Zeke who was in his prime at that time for in short yardage situations, getting stuffed, you know, you're doing something wrong as a coach. <laughs> right.
0: But, and again, though, and then also third and one passing. Right. But, right. but also I also remember a lot of, a lot of passing in terms of, you know, 20 and 25 yard gains, guys wide open, well-designed plays. Right.
1: Beautiful. Well, that that part I like. So, now I really appreciate your thoughts here because I was, uh, I, 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 you know, this is obviously big, big moves for the Eagles, and uh, they have to get them right. So, um, I think at least they didn't get them wrong. You know, they didn't do badly here. You know what no, I mean?
0: No, no, definitely not. You're not going to get catch any flack for these hires at all.
1: Right on, right on. And yeah, I would have uh, had a heart attack if Wink Martindale had been the guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think weak Martin Martindale's just is fine. There's nothing I, I think he's a good coordinator. No, no, no.
1: He listen, he had a great run with the Ravens. He really did.
0: Yeah. Uh he's just got he's got big problems over and uh had big problems with the Giants.
1: Well there's there, it would take a miracle worker to do anything with that team.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now who do they go with on and, 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 Say it again. Who do they go with on defense? Oh, the Giants.
1: Yeah. Let me see if uh, I guess they haven't hired anybody yet. Uh, yeah, because Wink is gone. Yeah, Wink. Yeah, they did fire Wink. Good old Wink. Um, Hold on a sec. Let me see if I can find something here. Giants. Okay, they're still looking. Um,
0: oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's they're saying they're what, what Giants will look for at Senior Bowl as defensive coordinator search continues. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Cool, yeah. Now, I'll tell you what, man. What do you think of this? Because part of me was kind of hoping and kind of really hoping not. I couldn't figure out which way to go on this because there's a en- really enticing um, guy out there for defensive coordinator, but he hasn't done it in a long time, and that is Ron Rivera. Yeah. The last time he coached a defense, he had the Chargers as the number one defense in the NFL in 2011. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and he's been a head coach ever since. So, I, you know, I don't know. To me, I, you know, the Eagles had him in and, and had an interview with him. They had their choice between grizzled vets, and they went with Fangio. So um, I'm curious to see if anybody else takes a shot on him because I certainly would consider it. Totally agree. Totally agree. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that's all the coaching news I have for now, unless something came out in the uh, the last uh, since we started the pot. I think we're we're up to date here.
0: All right. We will definitely revisit if there are more moves uh, in the next couple of weeks. There probably will be. For sure. But let's um, let's talk about the worst coaches in the NFL.
1: Oh, this is going to be fun. Let's do it. <laughs> we
0: talked about, about this last week, and we decided to make it a, a segment, so let's talk.
1: Let's do it, man. You want to kick it off? You want me to. What do you want to do?
0: All right. I made a list, and I, the my biggest problem with this list is I can't decide the order. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have nine names listed. And I have no order whatsoever. I think I know who my number one is, but other than that, the rest are kind of
1: jumbled. Yeah, and I'm all right with that, because I don't really have a definitive order either. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit after we throw them out there even more, you know?
0: All right. Well, throw out a name, and I'll throw out a name, and then we'll talk about each one.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start kind of from the back of my pack, not with my my ultimate losers, <laughs> um, I'm going to start with uh, uh, what was an interesting one to me. And I remember this happening at the time. And I remember how badly it went. And that is Cam Cameron.
0: Cam oh. Cameron co-
1: he coached the Dolphins for one season. And the one thing I remember from this is they drafted, I'm thinking it was Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah, um, You remember this? He dra- They drafted him in the top if I remember right. They're very close to it. And the first thing, first real impression Dolphin fans got of Cam Cameron was him at some sort of team draft event doing a very poor job of trying to justify this draft pick. (laughs) And I mean, being really bad on the mic and uh, just looking like an idiot. And um, and then he needed an overtime walk-off field goal (laughs) to avoid going 0-16. He went one and fifteen. In the last game of the season, he had they had a walk-off uh, score to win and uh to keep him from going 0 and 16, and then he never coached again. So he's on my <laughs> list for sure.
0: <laughs> All right. I have a couple guys that you might think are are questionable in terms mm. of how bad they were. That's cool. Um, Lane Kiffin in 07 and 08 oh. for the Raiders was five and thirteen. As a Raiders coach, got fired uh, before finishing the second year. And Al Davis called him a disgrace to the organization.
1: <laughs>
0: that is about as a ring of endorsement of a bad coach as I can think of.
1: That's a great one.
0: A disgrace to the organization. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, and he always just looked lost and confused and out of place at every press conference and everything. Uh, I never understood the infatuation with him that he was like the hottest coach in football for a year or two there. Um, Yeah, I'm with you on that. I didn't have him on the list. And frankly, I forgot about him. And I would have put him on there if I had remembered. That's a great one.
0: (laughs) All right. Who do you got? All
1: right. All right. Now, these next two that I'm going to throw out tie together. Uh, I'll just do one now, and I'll do the other one in a second, but uh, the next two are going to tie together. The first one, and I honestly didn't – I did a little research here. This came out of the research, not out of my head, because I didn't realize Lou Holtz ever coached in the NFL. Did you? Oh, yeah. I, I remember he coached. He was horrible. I forgot because I would have been two years old in 1976 when he was coaching. I mean, I was, I was a year old,
0: but the thing is, or yeah, two years old. But the thing is, I just remember hearing about, about him. I just remember hearing that he was horrible.
1: Okay. Well, he went three and 10 and, and there wasn't a 13 game season at that point. He, there, it was a 14 game and he quit and left for Arkansas. (laughs) so and he's not the only coach in the history of uh of college coaches coming up to the nfl that realized they were a fish out of water and quit during their first season so even even arguably the greatest college coach of all time who is not on my list here because he was not one of the worst ever but nick saban walked from that job embarrassingly And uh, so this thing, this, this league does things to college coaches and Lou Holtz was definitely one of the big ones. (laughs) What's your next one?
0: All right. Let's see here. Who should I throw out next? All right. I'm going to go with another one that is, he wasn't absolutely horrible. I mean, he's bad. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Kevin Gilbride. Oh, another good one. He was. Four and twelve. I think it was with the with the Chargers, right? I believe it was the Chargers. Either way, they went to the yes. playoffs. They went to the playoffs three of the f- previous five years, and then he gets them and goes four and twelve.
1: And uh, whew, that's a pretty bad job, in my opinion. And if I and I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. That's another great call that didn't make my list. And that but that's a good one, man. He should have. Uh, that's a good one. He also, if I remember correctly, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, I'm pretty sure he's the only coach that can say they took a right cross from Buddy Ryan on the sideline.
0: Yes, he's the one who got punched. Now, wait, did (laughs) he he get the Giants job recently, the last, like, five, six years? Yeah, yeah, I think. uh, And he was horrible again.
1: Yeah, he was one of those guys I couldn't believe kept getting. Let me just make sure about that. I think you're right about that.
0: Yeah, I was I I was basically going on the 1997-1998 season of him going 4 and 12 with a team that was basically a playoff team for five year, you know, the last five years.
1: Yeah, they had just come off of the Super Bowl 2 years prior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He <It> was 4 and 12. Oh, oh yeah, he was the OC for the Giants uh for two of their Super Bowl wins. Yeah, but was wasn't he the head coach at some point? It doesn't say that. I want to say like
0: 2016, 17, that range.
1: You're, you're probably right. I'm just not seeing it yet here. That's see. okay. I, I could. I'm probably wrong, actually. New York Giants. Here we go. He was the OC from 06 to 2013. No, and then uh, so, then the next coaching credit he has is uh, he was. Oh, oh, well, you were right. He did. He did. Co- <laughs> he did head coach a New York team, but that would be the New York Guardians of the XFL. Oh, okay, in, yeah. In 2020, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh shoot, that's that's a good one, man. Good call on that. Um, okay, now remember, I said to keep in mind that Lou Holtz situation when I brought up this when I uh, was going to bring up the next coach. This is wild, dude. You ready for this? Now I sure. know you'll remember Bobby Petrino.
0: Oh, he's on my list.
1: Okay, okay, all right. So let's dig into this one, man. There because. Here's, here's how it ties into Lou Holtz. This is why I wanted to bring up the Lou Holtz thing and him back-to-back. Back. This is crazy. So 1976, Lou Holtz goes 3-10, and 10, leaves for Arkansas. 2007, Bobby Petrino goes 3-10 and 10 and leaves for Arkansas. Yes. Yes.
0: And, uh, and he was also around there uh, when Vic and all the dog stuff came out. He quit the day after uh,
1: Vic was sentenced. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And he had his own scandal, didn't he? He had, there was stuff. I remember, I don't want to, I, I don't want to throw it out. Yes. There's definitely There was stuff, I'm but pretty I don't sure remember he what He had it his was.
0: own scandal as well. And I'm pretty sure he never recovered and never coached again after this. Um, after that scandal. I think when he went back to coaching in Arkansas, I think is when it happened and I'm
1: pretty sure they fired him and I don't think he ever got back. I could be wrong. Um, you, you you know that's ringing a bell, man. I'm gonna I'll try and research it a little bit in between when I'm talking. So that, uh, see if I can find anything. I'm
0: I'm gonna research it now. So cool. All right. Um. So yeah, Bobby Petrino was on my list as well. Bobby Petrino. Let's see here. Scandal. Oh,
1: 2012. 2012.
0: He was fired from Arkansas after crashing his motorcycle. With a former Arkansas volleyball player, Jessica Doral, who he was having an affair with. Yeah, that qualifies as a scandal. Yeah, and he—I'm pretty sure—and he got fired after it. And I'm
1: almost positive he's not—he has not coached since. Well, here's the thing: on November, check this out, dude. On November 29th, this past year, 2023. He was hired by Arkansas to be the offensive coordinator. Oh, okay. We'll 11 go. years after being fired. All right. He, he didn't do anything in between. Let me see. Let me see about that. So let's see. Uh, that was 07. No, um. Oh, he was offensive coordinator for Texas A&M for one season. It doesn't say the year, but it had to be semi-recently, the way it's listed here. And then uh, offensive coordinator for the UNLV. Oh, he
0: was in Western Kentucky in 2012 after this.
1: Oh, is that what it was? Okay.
0: It was head coach there. So, um, yeah. So, he, he actually did the SM coach. I was wrong on that part. There was a scandal, but I was wrong on the on the coaching part. So he did have some coaching opportunities, but lower level, obviously, not to the definitely not highlighted teams, not not big time teams at all.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, and he was definitely one of the uh the weaker uh entries into the NFL you'll ever see. And I mean he had a tough gig rolling in the, the year Michael Vick goes to prison. But,
0: but, <laughs>
1: but uh walking the day it gets tough is uh, never a good sign. <laughs> so it's your turn to throw one out.
0: All right, I will throw out a guy that I think is actually a pretty good coach, a good defensive guy, Um, Spagnola.
1: Spag. Oh, that's a good one. When he was with the Rams, right?
0: He went, he went ten and thirty eight total, but he had back to back years of one and fifteen and two and fourteen. Woo!
1: I forgot it was that bad. Wow. That's pretty rough. Yeah, that's awful. And he is a very good defense. I mean, he's the guy that was coaching Kansas City, keeping uh, Baltimore to ten points on Sunday. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's a very good defensive coach. He's one of those guys. Yeah, gotta yeah. Be, he's a
0: lifetime coordinator. He can't be a head coach.
1: Yep, you're a hundred percent correct. A hundred percent, absolutely.
0: <laughs>
1: man, wild. That's a good one, man. That's a real good one. Okay. Now I have one more in the the where in this nebulous sort of zone, and then I'm gonna give you my top two guys after that. All right. All right. How about David Shula? I thought about adding him here. I did
0: not, but I understand why you did. He was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, and the thing that I always remember about David Shula is it was just the most clear result of nepotism I had ever seen in, in the NFL <laughs> <laughs> because he had zero qualifications that earned him that job at that point no, in his career. You he know? just had the right last name. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, it was, a uh, you know, he went 19 and 52 from 92 to 96. And, uh, you know, and then he never coached in the NFL ever again in any capacity. Yeah. Cause he was that bad. Yeah, he was that bad, and he shouldn't have been there in the first place, and everybody knew it. And the fact that he got that long tells you what a different league it was back then,
0: you know. Yeah. Yep. They they were able to yeah they 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 were patient.
1: Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So I don't have a whole lot more to pile on Shula about, but I just thought that was a good one. So you. That
0: is ahead. that is definitely a good one. You know, all your picks have been good, but that was a good one too.
1: Back back at you.
0: All right, I'm going to throw out well i have two for the worst so i'll wait i'll do that was with you okay um, i'm gonna throw out a, a name that i don't even remember him as a coach because it was way it was way back but ray perkins in tampa
1: oh yes good one
0: was 19 and 41 and lost 11 games all three years uh, at least 11 games in all three years that he coached that's a good one he was he was
1: on the border of my list, I almost put him on, and uh, I just
0: don't know much about him. I don't know much about the situation. It was before my time, really, but I he was on uh, everything I looked up, all all the research, you know the research that I did do, his name kept popping up on all of them, so I figured I should throw him on there.
1: Yeah, it, I, for the same, the the only reason he's not on my list is because I didn't remember the, his tenure. So I'm 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 with you there. That he's uh he's certainly worthy of this list a hundred percent, and he almost made mine too. <laughs> All right. Well, then, since we didn't know, I'll also throw out Urban Meyer. Oh, good one. Okay.
0: I mean, two and eleven, and uh, basically disgraced himself
1: and was kicked out of the league. Yeah. Well, he was one of my top of two. He was one of my top two. I've never seen. Talk about Bobby Petrino getting in scandals. This dude, this dude hires a guy on the first day or the second day of his tenure, hires a guy who had just been fired from Northwestern for making racist comments to his football players for years, hires this guy to be his strength and conditioning coach on day two of his tenure. Good start, buddy. Then he fired him the next day because of the public backlash. Um... Then he gets right. – yeah, I mean, this guy gets in scandals everywhere he goes. He can't keep his, uh, you know, what in his pants. Um, he's always, yeah. there's, there's always pictures coming out with with 19-year-old strippers on his lap. You know what I mean? Yeah. just, the, and, just and forget yeah. all of that. He sucked as a coach. He was awful. Yep, yep. He was one of the most disorganized messes of a football team I've ever seen. And for me, he's right there in the top two. So, I like that. All game. right. All right, uh, well, you go going with to one word. of your top two guys then, because that takes one of mine out. So I have one oh, more left. Okay.
0: Josh McDaniels. Oh, I love it. I mean, he starts out 6-0 and and then goes 5-17 and the rest of his tenure with the Raiders. Or with the uh, – with the Broncos, yeah. and then this year, and then with, this year with the Raiders, basically is forced out because he's such a jerk and an asshole to everybody. And they're, you know, they're kind of puttering along, struggling anyway. And uh, <laughs> I think he's just, yeah, he's just terrible. He's a terrible person, it seems like, and he's a terrible coach. But and he's a I great coordinator. Court- he's a great offensive coordinator. Another guy like that, he just can't <laughs> be a head
1: coach at all I, that's one of my favorite uh things i've ever heard you say since we started doing the podcast and i uh i made a personal decision not to put coaches on here that that were uh won a playoff game
0: and he okay. did win
1: one playoff game but i couldn't agree with your sentiments about this jerk anymore um i love that you put him on the list screw the playoff win this guy sucks and uh um again another one of those guys that i think that's got to be his last shot ever at head coaching, right? I mean, it's got to be.
0: It's got to be. He's got it's two failures and two massive failures.
1: Massive failures, like you nothing. He, like, pour-
0: he starts out six and zero. Oh. How do you start out six and zero oh and then go five and seventeen the rest of the way?
1: Yeah, two years. Yeah. That's terrible. Awful, awful. And then his Raider tenure was just awful the entire way through. There was no good stretch. So I love it, man. This guy's one of my least favorite coaches in the league. I think he's an arrogant dick, and uh, um, I wish him no success.
0: Yes. I want to just throw out – they're not my worst ones, but I also have on here Adam Gase, and I also have – good one,
1: good one. Adam Gase is great. Adam Gase is great.
0: And I also have Staley
1: on there. Another great one. But they're not my worst, so go ahead. Okay. Well, here's my worst, and I'm curious to see if we might uh, be the same here. I can't. I'm, I'm very. It curious. might be. It's, my worst is pretty bad. Well, I... did did he ever get referred to as the old ball coach? Uh, no, he doesn't. Okay, because I went with Steve Spurrier. <laughs> okay. Spurrier, I, we talk about the disorganized mess of Josh McDaniels. When I love so, this is why I love the Raider or the uh, the the what was the Redskins is now the Commanders organization because they do stuff like this and they gave just a pathetic run, way too long. I forget how, I'm trying to find it right now. I thought I had it. I forget how many years he got. I think it was two or three, but they were such a disorganized mess. He was getting people hurt because he wasn't having people block on certain plays, and it was. He seemed disinterested. You know what I mean. Another like
0: one of these guys was a great, uh, great co- uh, coordinator,
1: and a great college coach that couldn't hack it in the NFL. You know that which is there's a list of those two, So I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, Spurrier. That's my that's my guy. I would have yeah. put Urban Meyer number one over at him. So Spurrier is actually my number two.
0: Okay, okay, I I probably should have had him at least on the list, but on my list is a guy who went. Owen oh, 16 and 1 and 15 and for his entire tenure went 3 36 and 1 <laughs> 3 and 36 <laughs> are you kidding me I mean there's bad and then there's like astonishing astonishingly, astonishingly eye opening bad good lord <laughs> It's the worst record among coaches who have who have been coaching in the NFL, has been I'm sorry, have been a head coach in the NFL, for a team for at least forty games. The worst record, and that belongs to Hugh Jackson.
1: Oh, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. Yep, absolutely. He's, he was on my list. I just didn't bring, I didn't put him as high as I should have, honestly.
0: Three and thirty-six.
1: Oh, it's insane. Insane.
0: I mean, that's, yeah, that's astonishing. I knew he was bad, but when I looked it up a little bit, got into a little bit, I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) 0-16, 1-15, good
1: Lord. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was something else, man. That that, that run for Cleveland was just unbelievable. And, yeah, he took, wow, he took it on the chin for sure. He was, that was, there's no, nothing positive you can say about that in any (laughs) way. So, there you go. That's wow, good one, discussion. dude. There That's a go. great. one. That is a great one. And just as a little bonus at the end here, I think we should because uh, both of us mentioned Rich Kotite when this came up. You know, right?
0: I have him yeah. on the list. I didn't mention him. Um, your same thing about him winning a playoff game and his records with the Eagles was actually pretty good. I was more thinking with the Jets where he was really bad.
1: Um, where he was, uh, he was four and twenty-eight with the Jets. <laughs> Right, right, which is awful. But he was thirty-six and twenty-eight, and won a playoff game with the Eagles. So, right, so this,
0: I, that's why I took him off.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I just wanted because we did throw his name out there when we brought up this whole concept, and I just didn't want any listeners to be like, "What about go-type? Well, you know, you know, he won All a right. playoff game, and he, won, he was over five hundred for four All years right. with the Eagles, so he can't be on my list.
0: <laughs> I have something else for you. Another bo- little bonus thing here.
1: Oh, let's. Yeah, what do you got?
0: Nothing major, but and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now, but I thought about it while we were talking about all the coaching moves next year. I think we are going to be talking about Deion Sanders being a head coach in the NFL.
1: Oh, interesting. And I
0: got a feeling it might be for my team.
1: Interesting. well, Listen, based on how he did in Colorado in year one, please let that happen. I would be, I will fly him to Dallas myself.
0: I, I not, yeah, I'm not happy about. it. I'm not saying it's a great thing, but I got a feeling he might want to go, want to try the NFL, and I think there will, there will
1: be takers. Man, that's interesting. I don't know, man. I, oh uh, God, you're probably right because he's Dion. But let me just throw this out here. Let me find this real quick. Uh, of course, I'm not going to find it quick. Dang it! Um, I'm just looking for because I was so excited to watch that um, that whole thing this this year with Dion in Colorado, and the it first game, apart. you know, yeah, apart. I mean, it was awful. Like it was like they they started off so promising. You know what I
0: mean? That's the thing is, if if he has a big year this year, then I then and redeem himself a little bit. Then I definitely think there's a chance he, he can
1: jump. Yes, yes. But I will say this uh, a one and eight conference record and a four and eight overall record don't indicate a whole lot of uh, awesomeness to come. Um, it would be interesting, though, to see if he could join. Because the one guy that always mystified me in this, and I think Dion, with his name and, and who he is, could be another guy, like you're saying. The he could be following the Cliff Kingsbury path, which I've yes. never understood. The Eagles had him in as for an interview for offensive coordinator, and I would have uh, I would have broken stuff if they had hired him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the fascination with this guy. I never have. He was sub 500 at uh, at every place he's ever coached, um, except I think even Texas Tech, I think he ended up under 500, even though he had Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? I so, know. Um, you know, I did under, he was a sub 500 coach in the NFL or in college when he got hired for the Cardinals and then he stunk for the Cardinals and then uh, he went to uh, USC and, and did a decent job I'll give him credit he did a decent job as their offensive coordinator this year but he was working with the guy who's going to be the number one draft pick so I don't know how much credit we give to him but I can't discount him if I'm going to knock him for the other stuff so I will say he showed something for the first time this year in quite some time but uh but so Dion could go the path of despite all the evidence to the contrary let's give him a shot you know what I mean yep 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 boy I hope that happens that would be a fun story
0: that's what that's what I mean. I think his popularity and his, how polarizing he is and how much attention he draws no matter what he's doing, uh, I think the NFL in general just wants him in the league.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that for sure, for sure. And yeah. it's just a question of who's going to take a – I can't wait to see what he does this year. If he goes over 500 this year, I think uh, that, that conversation begins in earnest. Yeah, yeah. And if not,
0: maybe in a couple of years. But regardless, Okay. All Alrighty, man. Me. So, um we are at the 83 minute mark. Holy
1: mackerel, I didn't even notice. <laughs>
0: That's yeah, awesome. So, we've been doing this for a little bit. Um I'm going to break here. Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap this one up and we're going to probably have our shortest podcast ever, but why mm-hmm. don't we uh talk about the Royal Rumble in a separate pod? And we'll do that on its own because we're going to go, you know, we'll be going over 90 minutes. I mean, this, you know, this is a long one as it is. So maybe it's a good idea to separate it. And I don't think we're going to talk about the the Royal Rumble, you know, a lot. It will be it'll be too, too long. But I still would rather it be its own separate podcast than uh, making
1: this one even longer. Yeah, that makes sense to me, man. It sounds cool. And I I did watch it. You got me all fired up and I checked it out. And that's all I'll say about it until we start the other pod. Sounds
0: good. All right. Um, I think since we always do it on the football ones, why don't you promote your, uh, your pod and, uh, Sunnybrook ballroom and all that.
1: Oh, thank you, man. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, sold on YouTube search soul Joel TV. Uh, that's the name of the channel. And then it's bring em out, uh, is the name of the podcast. Uh, I'm not sure who's coming out tomorrow. We have a few in the can. It might be one with me and Joel about our uh, trip to Puerto Rico, uh, or it. Uh, there's a couple different comedians and musicians we've had on lately that uh, I'll promote properly when I know. Um, okay. And Sunnybrook Ballroom for all your entertainment needs, everything from bingo to dancing to comedy and live music.
0: Perfect, perfect. Okay, check them out. They're always funny. I always laugh. Laugh my ass off every time I check out an episode. So thanks, brother. I appreciate
1: you, man. Thank you very much.
0: Always a good time. All right. I'll be right back with a quick close and then we'll, uh we'll have a quick, uh, I don't know about quick, you know, we'll, we'll have a discussion. However long it takes, it takes. We'll have a discussion about the uh, Royal rumble in uh, all things, WWE for a little bit.
1: Perfect. Sounds
0: good, man. Okay. We'll be right back. There you have it. What a packed episode that was! Uh, we got to the AFC and NFC championship games. We got to the NFL coaches, all the, the coaching carousel, all the moves that have been going on, and then our own personal list of the worst coaches in the history of the league. That was a lot of fun. It was a long one. Thank you for sticking with us. That was so much fun. Really, really enjoyed it. And uh, if you like uh, a little bit of WWE, you can check out the next podcast the Royal Rumble review in all things WWE for a little bit. It won't be nearly as long as this, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully you check us for that. But until next week, until next time, I will see you later.